Welcome, friends, to the Freedom Cast. You are not the crazy one. Not quite a podcast, but rather a kick of confidence to pursue real freedom in your life and not the false manufactured freedom of this world. My name is Jody Meschuk, and I am super excited that you are here and a part of a community of sovereign human beings. Listen, if you've been called crazy, you are not alone because I've been called crazy for 13 years talking about truth. We are going to dive deep into some controversial things. Not sure why they're called controversial when they're truth, but we're going to dig deep into them. Some hard things we're going to talk about. Some things that might step on some toes. And you can take what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. Kind of like a buffet. My goal is just for you to feel less crazy because you're not. Truth is not subjective, but people are. Even though you know, hmm, Others still don't. Where the everyday mama meets uncompromised truth and where your small apprehensive no becomes a strong and resounding hell no. Let's get into it. Hello, guys. Oh my gosh. It's been at least a month since I've recorded an episode. Probably longer. We had to, you had to come closer, honey. A.A. Ron's with me today. I am close. Your favorite A.A. Ron. Um, we had to move, we so moved. that took a whole lot of emotional energy. It's just emotions that keep me over. Oh, sorry. Yeah, anytime you get A.A. Ron, he's going to sing. Yep. Um, so, hey, we're back. We are back. We are back. We're focused. We feel like we feel so at peace in this house, though, by the way. Like, this house just makes you feel productive and peaceful at the same time. I, I'll tell you this right now. But we're tired. I'm exhausted, but I've been sleeping really well. Maybe we got rid of some radiation from the other house. I don't know. You know those EMFs that people call a conspiracy theory? Mm, I just say the noisy traffic up and down the street, personally. <laughs> I say it's radiation. <laughs> anyway, so we are back. Um, thank you guys for being patient. Um, get ready for lots of episodes coming your way because I am re-inspired again. We all go through these phases where, you know, listen, you're not alone if you have those uh, times in your life where you just feel a little blah. (laughs) And it's okay because right now the world is at a very low vibrational level. It's operating super low with everything going on around us. So I would, I would say this, um, it's disorganized chaos in my opinion what's going on in the world yeah we're gonna get to that though for sure you're gonna get some ukraine and russian talk here mm-hmm. from the resident ukrainian aaron what was how did they used to spell our last name your last name oh okay. yeah spell it for them how, okay. how, how the ukrainian spelling is okay so when my great-grandfather came over via through austria in 1915 with only two dollars and fifty cents that was rich two dollars and fifty cents two dollars and fifty cents he was 16 years old he never went back to the fatherland. Um, so the original spelling <laughs> is M Y S Z Z, no Z C Z U K. So M Y S Z C Z U K, and his oldest son, who became a very prominent medical doctor, decided to Americanize it to where we have our our spelling as mm-hmm. it is today. But my great-grandfather never changed the spelling of his last name. Mm, maybe we should go back to that. Then people won't be able to find me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, we're going to get into that. 
Uh, I do have a huge announcement for you guys. So those of you that do follow me on social media, I mean, praise hands. I'm still on there, but I created something else because I was tired of being deleted seven freaking times. And so uh, over, just, just to remind you guys, so you can currently find me on Instagram at the Warrior Center. Um, on Facebook is Jody Muschuk, and you'll see it's the, you know, the page that I, I post. It's not my personal page. Don't try to friend me there. I'm not going to accept that request. <laughs> I'm pretty picky about that. No offense. Um, but I've been trying to play around with Telegram, with all these other things, and it's just not the same. So many of you are a part of my Warrior Center as a member, which by the way, that is where we dig in very deep to education, health education, political stuff. Aaron does history chats all the time that you can use for homeschooling lessons. Mm. And just to help you know more about, right. you know, proper history, not indoctrinated woke history, uh, revisionist history. Yep. Um, and that's where I hang out all the time to, to answer your questions um, in real time, to support you, to walk beside you. But anyways, so... I launched today mm -hmm. the free version of my app, which has my own social media feed in it. And I'm pretty pumped. I mean, already mm -hmm. my brain won't turn off with the vaccine posts <laughs> that I'm going to be doing. Well, you know, talking about vaccine. Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, though, before you get into that. Oh. So check the uh, description for this pod for this Freedom Cast, because I'm going to put the link that you can opt in to the free version of the app so you can um, join that community of my social media feed there and then you're going to have access to all the freedom cast episodes and all of my free content that i have created right at your fingertips on your phone so it makes it super easy all in one place um, you can go to the warrior center to check it out more but check the description in the post you can also get the link on my social media and you are going to say who just tested positive for covid the fake virus oh um the uh, Obama. Oh, but, but wasn't he vaxxed and boosted? Oh, yeah, but he, he wants to make sure that... You his, still get vaccinated. You still get vaccinated, <laughs> you still get the boost, and that his wife, she's fine. She she's is has it, no symptoms. Is it really his wife, though? Do you want to go down that rabbit hole today? Oh, <laughs> okay, so I do have to say, though, you guys... Uh, if you are in a marriage or a relationship where you don't see eye to eye on everything, it's okay. It's... <laughs> Aaron and I do not see eye to eye on everything. I will all day long look at Michelle Obama and uh, I don't know, put an eyebrow up, but oh. <laughs> yeah. anyway, so he tested positive. I think this is funny how, um, you know, like, again, look at, look at this conversation, maybe like, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it was all about, oh my gosh, you tested positive, you tested positive, you tested positive. I mean, I kind of feel like nobody even cares anymore now. Well, I think everybody's over this whole entire COVID thing. And and if you think about it, um, those that are still trying to push the narrative are trying to come up with new ideas. So for example- More the, variants. Well, that, um, you know, you have the LA Teachers Union uh, deciding that they want to- force the students in LA County or LA city to wear a mask, even though the city lifted their mask mandate because the teachers, you know, well, there's an election coming up. Are you kidding? Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. 
at all. No, I mean, it, it's just, you know, pure hypocrisy. Um, it's, we have to live with it, um, unfortunately. So it's going to come around once a year. Um, but the thing about it is, is how well you take care of yourself will help, you know, maybe bring a quicker healing or over the sickness. Instead it's called of- terrain, honey. It's oh. called terrain. <laughs> See what did I tell you? Yeah, he's really great at some things and topics, and just some stuff doesn't matter as much. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, my wife and I can go round and round on the idea that you know she believes the Earth is flat, which makes no sense. Okay, but when you're in an airplane and you look out and it's flat, it's, is that not like uh, ring okay, a bell to you? <laughs> no. So then, when you look at the world from outer space, and it's Who who says that's a real picture? Oh, (laughs) Jesus. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Anyways, so, um, yeah, so he tested positive. Um, I guess that vaccine and booster is really working. But you know what's interesting about this? So, again, we have to come back to uh, logic here, which is, okay, so, and the narrative, too, by the way, because, you know, what I find is interesting about this narrative of you still can test positive, you still can get sick. You still can go to the hospital. You still can die from this COVID thing. Right. But yet that means the vaccine is still working. It's just so interesting to me. Well, it's hilarious. A couple of years ago, I was at my daughter's gymnastics class and these two ladies were chit-chatting and I just sit there and observe. And part of observation is also listening. And this one lady is just like, I can't believe my daughter got the flu. And she got the flu shot. It's like, well, hello, moron. Of course. Uh, you know, the shot. You didn't say that to her in the class, did you? You no, kind of wanted to. I, I I was just like, you're an idiot. You guys, there's some things that we just keep to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So, gosh, get ready for some vaccine episodes, guys. They're coming. They're coming where we're going to be uh, talking all about why vaccines are the biggest lie to ever be created next to other lies, of course. But um, they are truly, truly, I want you to think about this. If, if they, well, if they did not have vaccines, right, to push and to control people with and to make all this money with, what else would they have? Oh, gee, got to mm. teach you about your health. Mm. Got to make sure your kids are eating healthy and well and getting sleep and rest and all the things which don't put money in their pockets. And so the vaccines really are the backbone of the entire pediatric industry. And all you have to do, all you have to do is step back with some some like key observing eye mm-hmm. and ears, but just just observe the CDC schedule and how it lines up with well checks. Yeah. There you go. Well, you know, since we're on the topic of, of doctors and medicine, recently I was at the hospital and I checked in and we had to bring one of our children in there because he had a boo-boo. And uh, lo and behold, we're in the uh, in the ER room, so to speak. And here comes doctor and he's not even wearing a mask. <laughs> he was uh, actually pretty cool. Um, he, but he was a DO. So I do give him credit for that just uh, because he was a DO. And I'm like, okay. And then when I left, all the male and female nurses around the nursing station all had their masks <laughs> down. But yet there's a big old sign that says, you still must wear a mask if you're coming in here. It's like, yeah, whatever. No so I walked in without a mask. And then finally, uh, the lady 
behind the counter who has basically, you know, typing away. She's like, you got to put a mask on, sir. I was like, whatever. But then you took it off. Anyways, yeah. So it's, yeah, the the hypocrisy always. But let's, uh, hey, let's talk about, we only have about uh, 30 minutes for this episode. So Mm. let's get into Russia, Ukraine, because that's kind of, and gas and, and all, I mean, not that kind of gas, but, you know. Taco Bell still really is the only place you can get gas for a dollar fifty. <laughs> did you know that? Did you yeah. get it? Yeah, I got it. Did you, did you get the joke? Yeah, I got it. Your face did not look like you got the joke. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> crude oil, I should say crude oil. Yeah. Okay, so um, remember now, my husband and I don't agree on everything. This includes geopolitical events. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start, sweetie? Russia, Ukraine. Russia, Ukraine. The down. Um, What's going to happen? What? Why is it happening? Why is it happening? Well, I mean, if you look at it, uh, you have a uh, a pre- or a leader, president, um, whatever you want to call him, and Putin, wanting to quote reunite Russian-speaking citizens, so to speak, in provinces of Ukraine under a peaceful mission. Of course, that did not last. He goes in and invades, and the rest is history. People are being, I mean, it, you have casualties of war. Um, what I'm finding fascinating is, is that the Ukrainians have been able to withstand um, the, the assault by the Russians. Now, the question is, is, how long can they withstand these assaults? Number two, knowing that um, the United States and other countries are now supplying aid or trying to supply aid, military, um, medical aid, then the Russians have gone so far as now say, ah, well, we, that gives us probable cause to even attack further and attack even, uh, you know, key strategic positions that might lay outside of Ukraine. So, for example, um, Poland um, I want to say 20, I'd say about 20 missiles attacked a base not too far from the Ukrainian-Polish border. So Putin, if you think about it, may escalate this war into other countries based on those countries supporting Ukraine. And by the way, Ukraine is not part of NATO. Uh-uh. Oh, didn't Kamala say it was? Oh, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> The little cackle, the cackle. I don't think. Well, she learned that cackle when she was under the desk. My mom, oh boy, that was good. My mom said it best. She's a dingling. She really summed it up best. She's a dingling? That's what my mom said. She's a dingling. I got a dingling. (laughs) Anyways, okay. Anyways, I guess maybe this episode is rated R now. Um, So they're not part of NATO. They're not part of NATO. What are some of the other lies out there that the the media is portraying? They're not part of NATO, which North North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which was founded right after the end of World War II. And NATO and SATO, which is Southeast Asian um, Treaty Organization. Betsy's barking there. Sorry, guys. um, These alliances were formed to stop the spread of communism. Well, of course, communism eventually, and of course, in the case of Europe, fell in the 1990s. But we have always been part of this and have played a major role in fencing, so to speak, Mm -hmm. communism. 
So we allowed communism to exist, or no, we recognized communism. Well, in a sense, they allowed it. Okay. But at the same time, every president since Truman sort of, you know, had that hard line in the sand saying, if communism were to cross that line, we go to war. So that's what happened, for example, in Korea and in Vietnam. So this is where we disagree about the War Powers Act, because... Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, um, so if you look at... I think you would agree with this, though, is uh, for the most part, nearly every president since World War II has abused their power in terms of skirting Congress and skirting really what is laid out in the Constitution that is very clear of presidential power. Now, is there a gray area? Yes, because you could look at national security. You could look at all of those things. But then you also got to peel back the layers of of corruption and the corruption within our own government and the corruption that exists to uh, almost, uh, let's say, manufacture war because it's so profitable. Well, first off, you have to understand the context of the War Wars Power Act. Okay, explain. Okay, so history lesson one hundred and one with AA. The War the Powers Ukraine, the resident half Ukrainian. You know, <laughs> I need to go get my little fur hat on. Um, <laughs> the Wars Power Act was basically a result of um, Richard Nixon. So during after Richard Nixon was elected president. Which by by you know for me he's my favorite president. Oh yes, we know Tricky Dick is your favorite. Tricky Dick is better than mm-hmm. Donald Trump. No, oh. I, I well Ronald Reagan still my. Favorite. Okay, so what happened was he escalated the war, and took the war into Cambodia, Laos, and all that because Ho Chi Minh found a way to move arms through neutral countries, and move those arms from the north to the south without going all the way through mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam. So with that, after he had resigned, what happened was is Congress passed the War Powers Act, which limits the power of the president, but Gerald Ford did not sign it in the law. He actually vetoed it. So in order for a law that was vetoed to become law, it actually has to go back to the Congress in which they have to pass it, I believe, by three-fourths majority mm-hmm. vote. Which it does. So in the War Powers Act, basically, the president now has to go before Congress and says, hey, I'm going to send troops to X, Y, and Z countries. Mm -hmm. Well, every president since Gerald Ford, this includes Carter, because he had a big old cluster in Iran in 1979, Reagan with the Hondurans, uh, George Bush. The first, George Bush, the second, Clinton, all these presidents basically look at the Wars Power Act as unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Now, it's never been challenged in court because the president has never taken Congress to court over this piece of legislation, this law. Sure, and and maybe that should happen. But the fact remains, though, there is an abuse of power that occurs based off of an agenda and what they want in their administration. Well, every president has an agenda. Every president has policies. That's the reason, you know, every president can be defined by a couple of policies. Number one, their economic policy. Number two is their international policy. Okay. So in the case of Trump, his was peace through strength. 
And how did he how did he use the strength? He used very limited military strength. Okay. But his strength came from a business side. So he figured a way to suppress a country through business, mm-hmm. not through military. It's a direct opposite. I mean, if you look at George H or George W. Bush, that guy can't even count to he can't even count a quarter. He's so dumb. But <laughs> For him, he used military strength. Now, what's important is this, and people don't understand this. In the cases of war, the last war that we declared was in World War II. Korea was considered a police action. Vietnam, a police action. But that's how you can hide war and military action. Well, I think the other side of this, though, the other side of this is that... That when you look at war in general, right. and, and, and there's very different perspectives on this, but you even go back to the, um, you even go back to just like when this country was first founded. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's many a writings of prominent people back in the day to say that war is not the answer. No. That in, in essence, almost, you allow nations to do what they want to do within reason, of course. But we have come to, I guess my point is we have come to a place where we can't be the babysitter of the world. No, but, and see, here's the thing is we, we have become a babysitter of the world, so to speak in South America, in, um, you know, Asia and in Europe because of our historical ties to stop the spread of communism. Sure. Okay. Now, a side point, I also want to talk about, and when we talk about war and the scopes of war, understand that the longest war in American history has been the war on terror. Mm-hmm. Now, unlike other wars and conflicts, which specifically had a purpose in mind, like, oh, we got to stop uh, the North Koreans from invading South Korea or the North Vietnamese and South Vietnamese, the war on terror was different. And so instead of having like a, a narrow brush, it's a wide brush. And what the war on terror, my opinion was, and st- my belief is this, it didn't identify one particular country. It identified countries that harbored terrorism. So in the case of Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iraq, Indonesia. So any country that could possibly pose a threat to the security of the United States could be placed then on that war of terror. Sure. And that's the reason why this war was so complex because it wasn't like we we're trying to you know gain real estate so to speak. We just took war to wherever the furthest point of terror was very subjective though because again you're looking at a lot of different layers here oh yeah of narratives of agendas of uh, money making right? right and so let's go back to ukraine and russia for a second which and thank you for that history lesson because i think that's super valuable um you know you, you have what the media is putting out there and, and i'm just going to go out on a limb here and just be the, the the unpopular opinion in the room that I don't know that Putin is is necessarily the 
the evil one here. You know, there's a lot of things at well, play, he, he, right? There's, he, there's what is, what are they hiding in Ukraine? You look at Hunter and Biden and well, um, all of that money laundering and right. all this. I mean, can you imagine what Putin probably knows? Oh, I, I, <laughs> and what, what the the president of Ukraine probably knows, right? But, right, but, but you know, this is, and, and then you look at the oil, the crude oil conversation, that would, which, yeah. which again, you know, you we have to remember that. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers. Okay, I keep coming back to the layers because this is how we look at this is how we use common sense, mm-hmm. and this is how we can cut through the media narrative, because the media narrative, remember, is very very one dimensional because they want you to believe one thing, right. and they want you to they want to push you to that, mm-hmm. so they're not going to give the entire right. scope. Well, the thing about the, those that are the media, the media is basically following the narrative of the political parties that are in power. So, you know, give me an example. If you're a liberal and you're listening to this, which, by the way, I thank you. You're right now saying that Ukraine should have territorial sovereignty and that its borders should be secured, which I fully agree. But the flip side is, is that you're here, you're all for open borders. Right. That's a bit of a hypocrisy. And, and, and I, I saw a posting by a person, and I try not to get too involved in social media, where this guy posted that a child in um, Ukraine fled to another country. And, you know, he had a handwritten note, he had his passport, blah, blah, blah. But he went on to say, but here in America, we lock up kids because they cross our border. And I finally said, stop, wait a minute. You missed the entire key point. And that is this, a passport, Mm. a passport. If you go to another country, that country has every right to set up whatever laws it wants with regards to customs Mm. and immigration. And I told them. Do you believe that each country has territorial sovereignty or, you know, the, um, number two is this, if you agree that each country has its rights to make up its own laws with regards to its land, then what you posted is, is really inaccurate because this kid had a, had a, uh, passport. Those that crossed illegally, don't have a passport. Well, again, just liberalism, progressivism in right. general is just a bunch of, of hypocrisy because it's, you know, my body, my choice for an abortion, but not my body, my choice to get injected with a COVID clot shot. I mean, the hypocrisy just well, leads all through. Oh, yeah. Because it's all about control. The, the control of the narrative. It's all about the narrative. It's all about controlling you. It's all about, you know, even, even again, this uh, conversation of electric cars, which is, hilarious to me now again i have no problem with somebody buying an electric car we know people in our life who own a tesla or who who drive an electric car great more power to you but but what what is dangerous and what happens is it becomes the it becomes the this is the only way to quote unquote save the planet when in actuality what are you going to do when there's a tornado or I mean, a hurricane in Florida, and there's no power, and you can't charge your car. Well, or the mayor of LA shuts off power, and now you can't charge your car. Well, or the fact 
that it is an absolute lie that fuel, that crude oil is ruining our environment. We have the cleanest crude oil currently than we have ever had in the history of the world. Right. It is the cleanest. It is not what is what is contributing to environmental well, damage. Look at what's coming out of planes in the sky and chemtrails. Well, going back to the electric car, realize this. You need lithium. Lithium is a mineral. How mineral, are you going to mine lithium? How are you going to mine lithium? Well, you let the Chinese do it. Yes. And then you import it. Well, okay. So you have all these people saying, oh, we need to buy electric cars. Here's the problem. In a high inflation right now, nobody can afford an electric car. It's not like it's convenient. Well, right. So now you're saying the middle income family, which is the majority of America making 50, let's say $60,000 a year, has to purchase a eighty dollars to $200,000 electric car. And not to mention, it costs 20000 or more to replace that battery. Right. Well, the <laughs> one thing is, is also it, and this is a fascinating conversation I had with a gentleman. He said miles per drive or, and what that meant was if your car is worth $30,000 and if you drive it 30,000 miles, it's a dollar per mile. Mm. If you drive it more, then of course it drops in value, you know, less, let's say 30 cents, 40 cents, 50 cents. And he goes the same thing though with an electric car. Because in the electric car, if you're only driving it 10 miles a day and it's a $100,000 car. That's pretty expensive. That's really expensive because you're not actually getting the use out of your car. Mm -hmm. Though you might feel like you're a great contributor to the ecosystem, in reality, you're actually spending more because now you have to charge it. You're driving it only 10 miles a day. And it's sort of pointless. Yeah. So, I mean, just again, even, you know, you look at the, um, just, just you guys, when you're, when you, well, I don't recommend just blindly watching the news, but we, we watch the news because like we want to put our critical thinking skills to work. Right. So we can watch that, but we have to, we have to stop and we have to think, and that's the key. So when we look at what they're pushing and the narrative that pushing, and, and this is also some conservative media too, by the way, um, I mean, you look at the entire landscape, uh, even just looking at the entire political landscape, mm -hmm. the two-party system, you know, Republican, Democrat, and even just <clears throat> the changes in both parties right. that have happened in the last two years, right? I, I would argue to say there's a whole lot of Democrats who feel a little lost right now and are like, I don't know what party I be belong to. Right. Maybe I'm libertarian. And then you have a whole lot of Republicans that are fed up with the establishment and the rhinos. And, you know, you've got Mitch McConnell, which one day he's this, one day he's that, and Mitt Romney wearing two masks and supporting, you know, China. And like, it's, it's so right. much has, so much has evolved, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to look beyond that. Right. And we have to start thinking for ourselves and trusting ourselves and, and looking deeper mm -hmm. for the information that's right. actually true and what, what actually makes sense. Well, the one thing I always look at when I read something and it has like percentages. So let's say, you know, somebody will say, oh, uh, you know, Joe Biden has an approval rating of 30%. Well, understand that means the 70% is the group 
the majority that now believes that Biden is an, an effective president. So that's another key thing you want to look at. So when you read and they're like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, it, and this is how the media spins it is like, oh, everybody's so happy. You know, it's 37 percent approval rating. Well, what about the other side of it? The, you know, the big percent that disapproves of what's going on. So, you know, always read it and then use your critical thinking skills mm -hmm. and so, ask yourself questions. So what do you think? Uh, so we got a few more minutes here. Okay. What, uh, how do you think Russia, Ukraine is going to play out? Um, what would you like to see too? What would I like when, to see? And how do you think it will play out? Well, first off, though I'm, you know, a quarter Ukrainian. Oh, a quarter now? I thought it was half. Or half or whatever. <laughs> Keeps I'm, going down based on the narrative. <laughs> I can tell you this. I'm not flying a Ukrainian flag. I, I, I'm an American. Okay. Um, that's how I identify. Okay. So do I think what Putin is doing is wrong? Yes. Um, I don't know what the outcome is right now, to be honest with you. I think um, it's going to go on for a long time. It might go on for a long I don't, time. This is not a quick thing. No, because... You've got three more years of sleepiness in the in the White House oops. and cackling Kamala. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just going to go on. I think it's going to go on for a while. I Well, I think what the problem is, there's too much dirt on everybody. Uh, Russia will not go to the bargaining table with Ukraine with the support of the United States. Well, they also have the support of some uh, Middle Eastern countries. Right. I mean, Russia, you know, like there's a whole lot of intertwining things happening right now with Iran not, not liking Biden. Saudi is, in, is I oh. mean, Saudi, think about it. Saudi could, could drop the price of oil to 25 cents tomorrow if they really wanted to open up their oil reserves. But why would they want to do that? Right. Everyone has their interest. Well, Everyone has their you know, their uh, political views, their corruption, everyone has everything, right? right? Uh, and that's not necessarily even the answer per se. No. Um, well, I mean, the answer is obviously taking energy independence back. But, right. but what a lot of people don't even understand about that conversation is that even the Keystone, oh, Betsy's chewing on the cords. Don't get shocked, Betsy. <laughs> um, is the Keystone Pipeline is actually a Canadian-owned company, right. <laughs> and they think it has something to do with the U.S. and and really j just the bottom line of this, even this oil, this crude oil conversation, um, is it's it's not a. We have to stop thinking federally and nationally, guys. This is state, okay? Right. This is state. Even when when we're talking about things like masks, when we're talking things about vaccine mandates, when we're talking about so many, so many things over the last two and a half years. And what do we do? We keep coming back to how is the constitution designed and how is this country meant to actually flourish? And it is by state's rights, not federal. So the answer isn't in the federal government. It is in the states taking back their power to open up their own oil reserves and do their own things and not cowtailing to the federal government. Well, no, that goes to then the key argument, and that is the implied and enumerated powers. Yeah. Powers specifically listed in the Constitution, powers that are not. We could just, can we just go back to the Constitution here? Like, seriously, 
I just mean that, like, can we just run this country based on the Constitution? <laughs> well, we could probably do a lot of things differently. That's for sure. But the problem is, is everybody's got their hands in the out, cookie jar. In the cookie jar. And then everybody's got dirt on everybody. But, you know, you mentioned Saudi Arabia. Do you know they had the, the largest mass public execution this weekend? Oh, really? They, they executed 81 citizens. Wow. Do you think they have a high crime rate? No, I don't. No. Uh, <laughs> look, I, at, look at LA and New York right now. <laughs> and you, San Francisco. You can't even, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even get out of my car in LA right now right. in broad daylight. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty sad, but here's the thing, guys, let's just to wrap up today. Uh, and thank you for, for joining today. I know it's been, again, it's been a little while, but we are back. We are energized. We are more focused than ever. Um, is go back to what makes sense. Go back to your intuition. Go back to common sense. And just understand that we are right now, there's no doubt that we are in a very interesting place in the world. But you know what? You could have said that in the 50s. You could have said that in 1969. Mm -hmm. You could have said that in 1918. You could have said that in Roman days, right. in, in biblical time periods. I mean, this is, there's always good versus evil because there is always going to be Satan at work. Right. And we, we ultimately, um, I, mean, I mean, Aaron and I, just speaking for ourselves, I mean, we find our hope obviously in Christ. And we know that at the end of the day, he is the one in control. And he is the one that um, is where we find peace. Mm -hmm. And so wherever that is that you find your peace, we have to go back to that because we could just go crazy all day long with all the disinformation and all the noise. And ultimately that's only hurting your own health. It's only hurting, you know, our families when we allow them to take control. Right. Anything you want to share, hon? Mm, no. <laughs> but until next time, we're going to pick up some more great topics. Yes, we are. I yes, think, are. you know what? I think for your audience, of your millions of followers. <laughs> millions. Uh, I think, thanks, thanks, few hundred of you. So I glad think, you're here. <laughs> I think you and I should do a debate. Oh, let's do a debate. So well, we can't debate vaccines because you think they're toxic too. So that would no, work. No, the geo, the geopolitical stuff, yeah. the flat earth. Yeah. That NASA's a farce, that kind of stuff. Just oh, kidding. Jesus. He loved you. One of your favorite trips this, this last, uh, yes. Christmas break was going to Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. Yeah, exactly. It was like a bucket list item. It is. Yeah. You know, just like. I couldn't help but just look at those pictures and go, oh, I wonder if that really happened. Okay. You know what? <laughs> there is confirmation. If you have a powerful enough telescope on the clearest of nights and the moon is as bright as it could be, you can actually see the flags on the moon. So for okay, all hon, you pull out that telescope for me. Okay, I'll pull it out. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys, thank you for joining today. Uh, we will see you on the next Freedom Cast. Don't forget, you can connect with me um, at the links below and come join the free app, guys. Come join my social media platform that uh, I can just talk about anything. So see you guys later. 
Hey guys, thanks for joining the episode today. As a reminder, you can connect with me over at thewarriorcenter.com. You can also grab my book, Autism Reimagined, on Amazon, available both Audible, ebook, Spanish, English, and you can also head to therighttorule.com for some freedom gear. Remember this, my friends, you are a sovereign human being and you hold the power not the government. See you next time.